Well, cool, man. Thank you so much for calling in today. And, and I, I got to start by uh, giving you a, a salute and a big thank you for being a part of the military and serving and defending our, our freedom here in America. Talk to me about your military career. Well, when I was in uh, in, in college, uh, in my, uh, not too long ago, I like to think in my mind, but um, <laughs> I was in college in 2000 and, uh, you know, 9-11 happened in 2001. My birthday is actually 9-11. And, oh, wow. Uh, so after, yeah. So after all that kind of was going on, I, uh, I decided that I wanted to do something a little bit different with my life than the path that I was on at the particular moment. Sitting at a gas station, I kid you not, and at the time I saw these army trucks, I'm air quoting, you can't see me doing that, but I'm air quoting army trucks. Come to find out they're actually called LMTVs uh, by the military, nomenclature. And I was like, it's what I'm going to do. I'm going to join the army. I did. My recruiter was like, dude, he's like, do you like college? I was like, I love college. He's like, you like drinking beer? I was like, I love drinking beer. <laughs> what about bowling? I was like, I happen to love drinking beer and bowling at the same time. He's like, then the Army's for you. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm at Fort Knox, standing in formation for 14 hours straight in a brand new pair of boots and uh, crawling around in negative seven degree weather, learning U.S. weapons and um, jumping out of airplanes where I, uh, I spent the majority of my time in the 82nd Airborne Division in North Carolina. And it was, uh, you know, it was the best and worst time of my life. But I learned a lot about myself and it, it kind of gave me the, the discipline to kind of go out and start doing my own thing uh, in my late 20s and early 30s, doing what I do now, trying to take over the world by my music. Let's talk about the album number two, Alien Architect. And w- did you go into this album with any sort of um, ideas or, or directions? Like, I want to record all live or or any any sort of game plan going into the recording of the album? Collectively, this is our, our third full-length album we've had. We have three EPs. Two of those EPs make one total full-length. And every time we went in, we hired a producer, went the normal route, if you will, about what to do as far as, you know, you get a producer, you go in, you, you record a bunch of songs, you pick the best. But we decided, uh, you know, after working with Justin Reimer, who did the Better Days album, and then Brett Hesla, who was in creed and uh dark new day he did the framing hanley stuff for our revolution eps so we we decided that we kind of wanted to do it on our own this time around and we went to work with our buddy jose from from three years hollow in illinois and we just lived on a tour bus for a couple weeks it was probably like how many weeks 15 weeks total but we were you know we'd work two or three days at a time and then we'd go play shows so we were the recording process for us was much different this time around an alien architect and uh literally we were writing and recording two songs a day in the studio it just became this whirlwind thing over these 13 15 weeks or whatever it was last fall into into winter and we came out with alien architect you know it seemed like it was truly a piece of of us for the first time something that we got to to truly create without any outside influence and it was the greatest thing ever and then to have it debut at number eight on billboard just made it even more the icing on the cake if you will we all die alone what can you tell me about that tune okay so that song is uh it's kind of written in the perspective of two people having a conversation in retrospect when you when you look at it but so being in the military i uh i have a lot of friends who suffer from ptsd but one thing about ptsd that i would like to say before this is that you don't have to come from the military you don't just have to be a man to like you know 
I'm sure we forget a lot of statistics now, but one in six Americans suffered from PTSD. One of those three Americans, they, they never saw their doctors or anything. Something like 54% of, of men suffer from PTSD. And it's like a, a, it's either 47 and 54, 54 and 47 women and men, men and women percentage of PTSD. But, you know, it's any traumatic event that happened. And uh, a close friend of mine was, uh, she was sexually assaulted. And then, you know, another friend that was kind of being uh, abused in another fashion. And then I had a lot of friends of mine who had, had recently committed suicide in the last year, in 2015, from suffering from their PTSD. And that was kinda, that's kind of what the song's about for me, is, you know, a lot of people don't understand what a person goes through every day. And I, you write about, I write about what I know. I don't try and write about stuff that I don't know about. So that's where a lot of the lyrics come through, you know. Despite what I'm going through, a lot of people, you know, they count they count on, on me or, or us as a band or just somebody in their life, you know, a person's down and out mentally, but you still got you still got mouth to feed, man. You still got to pack it up and get after it. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, the struggle that it takes, <laughs> it takes to do that. And, um, and um, unfortunately, a lot of people suffering from PTSD think that uh, there's really only one way out and uh, there's no coming back from that one way out. And, that we, you know, I feel like everybody should just be a little bit more aware and, and be a little bit more cautious of people and things like that. I don't coddle and cater to people because that's definitely what's wrong with America these days. Don't get me started on that. But it's okay to be sensitive to, to people sometimes. You know, you don't always have to be insensitive. It's kind of what I'm getting at. Rock into spring at the end of April coming up here. Uh, is that your oh, first man. time? I'm, I'm super excited about this. That's going to be a hell of a weekend, man. Have you played Vegas before? I imagine you have, right? We we have. Um, and uh, Shauna, uh, our, our manager, uh, I believe you know Shauna as well. She, yeah. Uh, she hit me up the other day. And she's like, yeah, you know, they, we, we might want you guys to be there for all three days. And I was like, <laughs> you do realize what you're asking when you ask us to be in Vegas for three days. Like, that's not, it's not conducive to anybody's <laughs> lifestyle at all. But, um, no, nah, man, I love Vegas. We had a great time. We've, we've had uh, some exceptional times in Vegas, some stuff that uh, I never dreamed would happen to me. You know, I... I <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna spill it all here, but uh, not all of it. But uh, I've, I've never been to a hustler club uh, in, into my well into my 30s, and uh, so so one day we we're in Vegas. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, we're totally gonna go to the hustler club, and they actually um, they VIP'd us in. Man, we're there. They're playing a couple of our songs in the hustler club in Las Vegas, and uh, to me, I was just like, wow, this is. Dream one come of the true. coolest things that I've ever heard in my life, and uh, <laughs> of course, it, it instantly made us. You know, super awesome, but it did not keep us from paying like 150 bucks for a beer. It was nah. crazy. I, we were, <laughs> nah, it was a, it was a good time. Vegas is a great time. I'm uh, I'm excited to get back out there. I'm excited to be out there on a on a, a band uh, a bill of bands of that caliber. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome time, man. I uh, we'll definitely have to to get together and have some good. Time. I don't really drink anymore, but I'll uh, we'll have some good times, man. So no more drinking, huh? That's a that's an interesting one. I'm all, you know, man, um, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions, but we're doing Ship Rock um, in January, which is, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. it. It's a, it, yeah, so it's us, Breaking Benjamin, Papa Roach, Alter Bridge, Pop Evil, you know, a couple other bands. and So we, we knew about it for pretty much a year, and last year I made the, the resolution to get much healthier. And so I, I was going to the gym every day and all that good stuff, and uh, I, which I still do, but I'm down like, Almost a solid forty pounds from last year. Wow! And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do a lot healthier living of lifestyle. I still uh, take my glaucoma medication. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> right, right. 
uh, other than that, you know, everything, I, you know, kind of cut it all out, man. Just trying to be a lot healthier. I got my kids that I want to be around for. Just, just recently got engaged, so I'm trying to trying to live a long life, man, yeah. Well, congratulations on the engagement. And what can you tell me about the tune Wolves? Um, It made quite quite some noise. Uh, it did really well for us. The Carolina Panthers, they were in, a, you know, Super Bowl 50 season, and they were using it for their hype videos and things like that. And we had we had a lot of great great fun doing it. Even right down to we did the music video ourselves uh, in a cold warehouse with a NASCAR buddy of ours. Um, but we've become very DIY since Alien Architect and and kind of being in control of our own destiny a little bit more. And that's what Wolves is about, you know, going out and getting what you want and and not taking any crap from anybody. And what's up with your Carolina Panthers this year, man? I thought they were going to repeat and be back in the Super Bowl, and it's just falling apart. I was one of those people, too, who was like, you know what? They're going to come They're going to come out swinging this year. And they came out swinging. They were just missing with everything (laughs) that they were swinging with. Uh, Adam, uh, our bass player and uh, the, the only original founding member of the band, left with me. But he uh, he's a Bengals fan. So, you know, the Bengals had a great season last year. But, you know, both of us are just looking at our teams like, what are you guys doing this year? So it's, it's awful, man. I, I wish they could do better. I'm still a Panthers fan. I still love them. I went, to, I went to one of the games this year, the one game I actually was home to be able to go to. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I couldn't tell you. It's crazy. It's I, crazy to watch that that group of guys go from Super Bowl contending to like last place. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if it's if it's all the concussions that Cam has had, or or if it was really losing Josh Norman at cornerback that that made the big difference in that defense. Kind of poked a hole in that that uh, incredible defense that they had last year. Seems to be that. Yeah, I mean. I would I would say, you know, Josh Owner was huge and him leaving was like that was truly devastational. He was flexing his muscles and is was he worth the price tag for him leaving? Yeah, look at your season, not saying it was totally him, but right. you know, I, I feel that Cam's truly not performing the way that he was last year. No no disrespect to Cam, but I just feel like, you know, it's something's not firing on all cylinders for him right now. Do you have a Super Bowl prediction at this point in the season? I'm not on the Dallas bandwagon, but I, you know, Dallas or, or New England, man, it's looking. I think New England probably, man, truthfully, I don't have pains me very much to say that. Yeah, you can't ever count out New England as long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are there. You, you can never count those guys out. They're getting it together. Yeah, same with Seattle too. They're coming on strong here at the end, but you know, they're another one as well. Seattle as well.